Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Rick Dayton on the radio. It is 37 minutes past 2 o'clock. Great looking day here in the Steel City of Pittsburgh. We are delighted to be joined by a new guest to the program. I've known about her work, but haven't had her on the program before. She is an attorney who works in Austin, Texas, dealing with immigration issues. Please welcome into the program Kate Lincoln Goldfinch on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Kate, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me. This is going to be a big, big week for a lot of border states because on Thursday, the 11th of May, Title 42 going away, at least it's scheduled to as of this moment in time. What is the sense in Texas, in New Mexico, in Arizona, in Florida, right now in terms of what's coming this week? Well, I think it depends on who you ask, of course. Uh, Those of us who are in the know on immigration policy understand that this is a natural consequence of the borders being essentially closed for three years, that all of the asylum seekers who would have applied for protection during the last three years, uh, not all, but many of them are now hoping for the opportunity to do so. So we have a bit of a backlog to get through. And that means screening people for asylum and if they might qualify, letting them in. For the people who don't understand that um, or, you know, who have heard certain rhetoric about immigrants, uh, it feels uh, scary to them to see pictures of groups of migrants seeking um, entry or, you know, reports of numbers at the border. Um, I think there's a lot of people who don't really understand what's going on or what it means. And so they feel like there's this emergency happening that's going to be ongoing, whereas my my perspective is that this is a temporary backlog that we have to get through. So it's kind of like a bubble, if you will, right? I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you've got a whole bunch of kindergartners and it's a much larger class than, say, the first graders and the second graders ahead of them. And all of a sudden, the sixth grade teachers are saying, boy, hey, when we get to 2027, how are we going to deal with, is that sort of a a, a similar scenario? Yeah, that's an interesting analogy. I hadn't considered. um, It's, you know, Essentially what it is, I mean, in a way this is right, because there are people from, it's a certain group of countries, but it makes up the majority of asylum seekers lately for us. It's people from Central America, like Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, uh, Venezuela, Cuba. So people who would have sought protection in the United States um, weren't able to during Title 42. They were just immediately rejected to Mexico. And so some of them you know, made lives in Mexico or went elsewhere, but many of them have been waiting uh, for their opportunity to finally uh, outweigh Title 42. And so that's happening this week. Title 42 is ending. And so there is a group, a large group of people who want their shot at asylum. And we'll see, um, we'll see how the Biden administration handles it. You know, I mean, they have had plenty of advance notice of this. Um, and there's a lot of logistical stuff that has to happen. You know, the asylum officers need to be ready, the detention centers or the, the you know, housing of people needs to be available. Um, and so there's a lot of preparation that should have happened. And so we'll see 
how the Biden administration does this week, whether they were you know, really prepared or not. One of the things that has changed is the creation of an app for those who are seeking asylum. They're supposed to install that onto their mobile phone and start the process there. What are you hearing about how well that works? What's the buzz on that? Well, it probably won't surprise anyone to hear that a government-created app to register people at the border is pretty glitchy Mm. at best. Um, So there's tons of reports of issues with it. Uh, Not to mention that a lot of these migrants, you know, are homeless refugees who don't speak English and may not even have a phone available to them. So there's barriers to technology to start out with. And then on top of that, the actual app itself seems to not work all that well. So it's not been a great addition, frankly. As we look at the number, I've seen a report earlier today that said, you know, it's a, it's basically a bubble. 700,000 was one estimate, 700,000 people waiting to get from Mexico into the United States. Does that number seem ridiculous? Does that sound about right to you? Well, I think, I mean, it does seem big. It seems large to me. Uh, And there's lots of different ways that someone would get at this number. I mean, how many people would want to come into the United States who are living in Mexico? That number actually might be that high. There might be 700,000. How many people are actually going to come to the border and ask for asylum is probably much, much lower. Mm -hmm. And I can say that one of the issues with policies like Title 42 is that when we just send everybody back immediately, um, what happens is that, you know, if you're talking about, let's say, a family from Venezuela, they're often fleeing political persecution and they've fled with the, the mom, the dad and the kids and they're living in Mexico and they're homeless. They're vulnerable to the cartels. There's lots of kidnapping that goes on. It's really violent. It's dangerous for them. So they come, they, you know, they try to get across the border. They get captured. They get sent back within, you know, an hour or so. Well, what do you think that family is going to do tomorrow? You know, they're going to make another attempt. They're going to keep trying until they get properly screened. But what that does is it increases the numbers of, you know, captures at the border. So I think that those numbers, I know that those numbers are artificially inflated Mm -hmm. because they don't account for the fact that one person might get caught five times. That just counts as five people. It's not unique people, 700,000 unique people, perhaps. You're saying that it may be 200,000 people, some of them two and three and four times. Right. My guess is somebody arrived at that number by saying, oh, looking back over the three years, Mm -hmm. we had X number of turnaways. And that means this many. Exactly. Yeah. For for people who are in your line of work in the legal area um, in terms of dealing with asylum, is this week different than any other week or is it just continuation of where you've been? Well, we're ready to provide services to more asylum seekers. Once they get in, they need a lawyer. They need help preparing for a hearing, and that's pretty involved. They need, you know, an expert witness and documents to prove their case and prepare for cross-examination. It's a whole trial. Um, So there's that happening. Um, But on the other end, you know, I think we're all just waiting to see what's what's happening at the border, if our help is needed. Um, You know, I've been doing this work for 15 years now, and it does seem like every few years there's some sort of emergency uh, that requires, you know, me and my team to get involved. And that might be separation of families or the detention of children and children are getting lost in the system or, you know, something like that, where we have to sort of help in a humanitarian crisis. And my hope is that that doesn't happen uh, this time, but I, you know, I'm sort of waiting to see what's needed. Kate Goldfinch joining us, Kate Lincoln Goldfinch. Am I supposed to say hook'em horns? Is that that the, the right way of saying it? 
That's right. That's okay. how you say it. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I mean, and when anytime you go double Texas for undergrad and law school, I, I just want to make sure that I got the salute correct. And I am holding it up for you right now, just to, just as a as a thank you. We really appreciate you being here on KDK. Thanks so much, Kate. My pleasure. Thanks yeah, for having me. Really Bye-bye. great stuff. Kate Lincoln Goldfinch, an attorney who deals with immigration issues in Austin, Texas, and this is going to be a very very big week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 